Want to stay up to date on what's happening with your favorite team? Now you can by signing up to become a Dallas Stars insider. With Gurionov and Ben, and a shot stop, Sagan rebounds, Get the scoop on the latest team news, exclusive ticket pre-sales, contests, and much more. Delivered right to your inbox. Ran himself right into oh, him. Oh, score! How in the world? Subscribe today and start getting yours at DallasStars.com slash insider. Welcome to the Podman Rush, the official podcast of the Dallas Stars, presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Here's your host, Daryl Razor Ray. Well, we made it. Together, we got all the way through 365 days of 2022. We Podman Rushers and Podman Rushies, hand in hand, or voices in ear canals, we lived the creed. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So here we go. The final Podman Rush of the Year presented again by Truly Hard Seltzer. And fresh off of remote coverage of the Stars at Smashville and Stars at Wild, that following an arduous three-day Christmas break, it's the man who rocked a blue velvet blazer like an over-the-hill Tom Ford model and gave you all the gift that is, hey, Heika. It's Mike Heika of locally appreciated DallasStars.com. Hi, Mike. Happy New Year, buddy. Good to see you again. I was going to say, hey, Daryl, long time no see. <laughs> no, no kidding. Hmm. I had, you know, the greatest part of you not being there is I had two seats on the plane. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen on the dad's trip. We're just going to have to sit in the same seat together. You sit on my lap, I think is yeah. how it works. Or vice versa. One or other. So we had zero beat reporter attention on a divisional trip to Nashville and Minnesota. I'm not sure whether to be mad, sad, pragmatic, or just, you know, kind of quote unquote, that that's media life now. So please help me understand, Mike. What did I just go through? Uh, it was terrible. Uh, I will say this. When I was at the morning news uh, late in the season, if they were going to miss the playoffs, they would take me off the road to save money. And the Stars did not have a traveling beat reporter at the time. So I do remember a couple of times in Arizona and, and maybe Anaheim where there was no one in the locker room. And I remember Tom Holy or whoever was on the trip going like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Uh, the bottom line is Saad only goes to certain games. Uh, Matt DeFranks is now in St. Louis and the morning news is covering, uh, with AP on the road and I got sick. Um, I wish I wouldn't have got sick. The timing was horrible, uh, but it was real. Don't do it. It was terrible, but it was real sick. I I was, uh, as you uh, Canadians call it, uh, up chucking. And so it was, it was not good. It was like a stomach flu virus thing, but I'm better now. Well, if you upchuck, you either upchuck in the parkade or you put that down the garburetor if you're going to go all uh, Canadian. It, it was near the parkade. Okay. Uh, look, I'm, I'm half kidding, but <laughs> uh, the, the, the weather out there kind of would have messed up, I, I would think, some travel anyway for those that aren't on the luxurious charter. And mm-hmm. there, <laughs> there was a cowboy game last night. <laughs> which is always part of the equation too. And it's around the holiday. So I, I sort of got it, but it was, I'm telling you, it was odd, especially in Nashville. I mean, there was nobody. It was just, yeah. 
but again, we went through the pandemic and there, you know, outside of Zoom stuff, there was nothing really going on media wise. I think the players just bathed in it. They loved it again. Not having to you, answer that. You mean the they hard didn't miss balls. me? No, they did not. <laughs> Never heard your name come up. And Mike, we on TV and radio absolutely crushed it. You crushed did. It. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we feed the we feed the world is what we yeah. do. Uh, you ever deeply consider the word deflection? Oh, I don't. But you now I have mean? to start. Do you know what it means? It's a turning aside or off course. For instance, we, Mike, deflect all praise for we are merely a servant and a tool for our great Stars fans. That's our deflection. I like that. Uh, a real dereliction of direction, if you will. Oh, <laughs> I might use that. I may use that. You are a wordsmith. But, of course, again, I'm, I'm uh, leading you down a path towards Stars hockey. What's what's with the plethora of deflections on the power play? Uh, I asked uh, a couple of guys, and uh, they said, "Yeah, you know, it just happens." But I think it. I, has I think to that that's that's poppycock. I don't believe I that think for it a is minute. Too. And they they don't ever give me good answers. They don't I give me that to... many good answers too. And do you know why, Mike? <laughs> because they're they're, they're always concerned that you're going to write it, I'm going to say it, and then the secret's going to be out. Yes. So they hold it close to the vest. But the off-wing one-timer seems dead. Yes. And poor Tyler is is almost in the fetal position because of that. Although it was great that he got a deflected power play goal uh, last night because now he can he can just stop with that. Look, you can score there too. Yeah. Uh, the downhill off the flank attack. Remember, that was such a in-vogue approach last year and maybe the year before. That seems dead. They don't do that anymore. That's why... You know, Rope doesn't curl across the top of the circle and then rip it like he did. That's not his. Yep. It's not his world. The middleman that we were sold with this administration uh, is more a high tip guy now than he is yep. a, a shooter. And he has company. And the net front guy is the net front guy's a deflector too. Yep. And and you know, I went back through and I sit there and I watch. You wouldn't understand this because you weren't there. Uh, they are looking for that play almost exclusively now it seems defenseman finds a lane up top little slip wrister get a stick on it bang it's in the net why why do i ask this and and do i have anything that could back it up mike is that what you were about to say that was exactly what it was uh, going through my head eight of the last nine power play goals are perf uh nice for me to say purposeful deflections Eight of the last nine. Eight of nine. That's just one goal shy of 100% of them, Mike. <laughs> just a little bit short, yeah. I'd say they're hitting the spot, wouldn't you, Darrow? Mm, indeed. Not as pretty, but just as <laughs> deadly, right? Yes. You know, it's it's prettier to watch the big can and get unloaded off the, off the side. You know, Ovechkin and Pasternak and... Uh, hey, Stamkos. Back in the day. Saggy back in the day. But I, I think a big part of it, in all seriousness, is the way teams kill now. Uh, and it's always this, this tug of war between, okay, they've adjusted to this. Now we're going to adjust to that. Now they adjusted to that. So now we're going to go to this. And they're so, they're, they're so good. They're so well 
uh, coached on special teams now. So they get all the video and they look at how a team kills and then they're like, okay, well, tonight we'll, this is going to be our approach. But this is going on night after night after night. And I would say most teams probably kill penalties the same way now anyway. Uh, and they've just they've been very, very good at it. Obviously, Joe's the best, uh, but other guys have hopped in there. Rope's scoring a bunch of these deflected goals now. And uh, I don't know, just something I found. Part of this part of this success we're watching and witnessing with these stars. Uh, you, you missed my assistant coach reference there, didn't you? They're hitting the spot. Uh, I think uh, oh my assistant God. coach Steve Spot might Mike, have a little bit to do with Mike, how this uh, Mike, power Mike, play Mike, has functioned. Mike, Mike, it's uh, Mike, fifth Mike, in the Mike, league, Mike, I think. Mike, and, uh, Mike, 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 Mike. Am I moving ahead of stuff? If you're if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna if you're gonna hammer us with a skip shot, <laughs> you gotta you gotta really emphasize the spot part. Ah, uh, you just too you're, subtle. You're too subtle, a little too monotone with it. Yeah, I am that. So you could give it. Again, do you want to try it one more time? You know, Daryl, I think they're hitting the No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you came in too hot. Oh, no. Yeah, you did. You know, Daryl, you know, you want to go, you want to go calm. You know, Daryl, some would say that they're hitting the spot. See, then it's sold. It's sold. That bang. That's you how it's done. You recognize that one. You sold that. Yeah, the way <laughs> it, it just went right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do. I do think Pavelski has a lot to do with it, and I do think Steve Spot has a lot to do with it. I think you're absolutely right. I think you're 100 percent correct. Uh, the road, the road. So they finished up the uh, 2022 road schedule, and it got me thinking after the win last night. I mean, they have more wins. I love this stuff. They have more wins on the road than they have at home. They've also played more games on the road than they have at home. Funny how that works out. Mm-hmm. But remember those ugly 12-win seasons? Doesn't that seem like light years ago now? You know, I, I look back. It was only the one 12-win year, but it felt like there were multiples. You go back to uh, 2009-10, they won 14 games on the road that year. Uh, the one that was a dozen wins was 2016-17, the last year that Lindy was here. And what a mess that was. On, it was just an automatic loss. They won 12 games on the road of 41. It was incredible. I mean, it's so many sad, so many sad bus rides. I was going to say, a friend of mine had to do the Emporium in the back of the buses. He did. But at least <laughs> then we had our own bus. to listen to. <laughs> we had our own bus. So there were times, a lot of times actually, where we actually had a decent broadcast. The team stunk <laughs> and lost. So our bus was okay. I, I, I won't say it was, uh, you know, ecstatic. But we weren't sucking our thumbs. We had pizza uh, and beer, and it was yeah, good times. Yeah, we could, uh, camaraderie back there. Uh, and then uh, that following year, uh, they only won 16. Uh, but what have they already won 16 this year? <laughs> like, my God. Yeah. They've won a dozen. They've won 12 before the calendar changes this year. Yes. So better. And why? <laughs> well... With this group, Otter is the best road goalie in the league, statistically. Yep. Their power play is the best road power play in the league. They play four lines and 6D throughout. They don't creep into games. They don't go away. They're never out of a game, other than that one in Winnipeg. They were never in that one. Uh, but uh, they're, 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 a tough, they're a tough little wagon to handle on the road right now. 
Yeah, and I think it, it speaks to everything that that Pete DeBoer is trying to do. Like you said, the four line team, the move the puck out of the back end, try and spend as little time in your own end as possible. Um, you know, they've had their moments, but they don't they don't get trapped back there too often. I mean, they, the game last night was just a wonderful yeah. display of how they you know these adding guys like Colin Miller and Nils Lundqvist are. It really makes a difference in that now you get the puck out, now the forwards get it, now you, you know, now you get to the other end of the ice, and that's a really good way to play defense. Yep, uh, I think it, it has been wonderful. Uh, the depth part of it is is uh, is certainly a major major factor, and the fact that they haven't had to move in some guys and move guys around and all that because nobody's ever injured on this team. Health has been incredible. Uh, hopefully that continues. Maybe that's a little karma for DeBoer and what he went through last yeah. year and what the Stars went through a couple of years yeah. ago. Uh, anyway, moving on. Before we get into the old 2022 topics, World Junior Championships is going on right now. Have you been watching any of it, Michael? I have not. I, oh, you're I too really, ill? Were you too barfing? Barfing too I much? Was, I did sleep a lot. Uh, I, I dropped the ball on World Juniors, but uh, I try to keep up through uh, Twitter and other uh, Well, this will be a really media. short little segment then. Uh, okay. But I like our guys. I don't know yes. if you're aware of that or not. Are you American or are you Canadian? That, oh, you're talking that, about Dallas Stars guys. That big, yeah, come on. This isn't a jingoistic <laughs> portion of the Podman Rush. Well, when you said our guys in the past, it always meant the guys in red. Yeah, but now so I can I go know. North America. I, I can go North America now. But we don't have anybody on Team USA. Yeah. So the the big Swiss defenseman's fascinating. And he is big. He's 6'6". Six, six. Yes. Uh, and I, I don't like using major comparisons right away. And he's not... Victor Hedman, but man, he can give you some Victor Hedman vibes when you watch him because yeah. he is so mobile. Uh, he's made some incredible individual plays that I've watched in the tournament. And at the same time, you watch him and you're like, ooh, big guy got lots to learn, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because he'll go charging around and get out of position a little bit. But um, that Swiss team was interesting. They, they only had one right shot defenseman. Everybody was lefties. And they're always like that, the Swiss. They're almost well, like Canada. Yeah. They produce nothing but lefties. I wonder why. I think it's the chocolate the or the or the timepieces over there. Which one? <laughs> I think it's the uh, limited amount of people they have to choose from. <laughs> they got to oh. take whatever they can get. I mean, the best players in, you know, in other uh, countries, they can actually say, hey, maybe we need a righty here. But I don't think they can do that in Switzerland. You're Here's my theory. Which way does a uh, uh, watch wind? Mind? Hmm. Which way does does it move? What's clockwise? I guess it depends on what hand you wear it on. What's clockwise? Oh, okay. There you go. I thought you were talking about actually winding the watch with your hand. God, you are tough to follow sometimes on this thing. I know. I'm sorry. But the biggest thing, and Stankoven, that's pretty yes. funny. What did... Connor Bedard had like seven points in an 11 goal game for Canada, and he wasn't player of the game. I think they've just come to the agreement there in the Maritimes where they're like, look, we're not going to give it to him every game. <laughs> Let's move yeah. it around a little bit. So our boy Logan Stankoven got player of the game when they uh, hammered. Uh, who were they playing? Everybody's red and white in that tournament. They were playing Austria. 
uh, when I was watching. But the thing that has caught my attention the most, two things, Mike. I like the guy who's dressed like a Star's a Star Wars Imperial Snow Trooper, I think it's called. Is it a Snow Trooper? The Stormtroopers when Storm they had Trooper. to fight yeah, yeah, in, yeah, the snow, in the snow. Yeah, you with the right. Tauntauns and all that. I'm not a nerd, but I do know some stuff from Star Wars. I believe they were snow troopers. Anyway, this guy runs an RF camera and he jumps in and out of the penalty box. And you get all this wonderful on-ice coverage. Like, it, it's, they, we need to do this. The NHL needs this type of coverage. It looks awesome. I've said for years, we, we need to find a way to get our cameras inside the playing field. Because unlike football and baseball and all these other sports, basketball is a great example. There are no barriers between the fan or the lens and action, whereas we have nothing but barriers, glass, boards, netting. And putting this guy in his little white jumpsuit and trotting him out there, I guess we have to find camera guys who can skate a little, but I think it would really enhance things. I love it. And then every now and then they catch him from uh, a different camera, and he's like a white ninja. <laughs> You're just like, whoa, what's the little snowman out there? What's he do all about? And then, but for the most part, you don't even know that he's been out there. They go back to the game camera and he's back in the box. It's awesome. I love that. The other thing, well, you haven't seen it. If you don't get that kind of thing, Mike, when you're following online, but I get it. No. I get what you're doing. Uh, the other thing is uh, maybe, obviously, you didn't notice this, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners have. Anybody notice the red line at the World Junior Championships? Mm hmm. Mm. How on earth are they figuring out icing with the red line not going through the IIHF under 20 World Junior Championship logo at Center Ice? How do they manage to do that, Mike? How on earth can they they're do probably, that? They're probably inaccurate. My God. Someday, Mike, someday. <laughs> I just sit there and I watch that and I'm like, that's, it looks so much better. It's so easy to do this. And yet, there we go, rank to rank. There's a red line. Just cut straight through every team's logo. Just dumb. It's, my, it's one of the dumbest things we have going on in our league right now. And that'll come up again in a little bit. But you anyway, know what's funny? Because of all dumb. of the things you're good at, TV, rinks, uniforms, you should be like the Pottery. commissioner of aesthetics. Wouldn't that be a great title for you? It would. You just, yes. You just... I just want to know how does yes. this game look to the people? Yep. And yeah. Daryl would tell you, well, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. And it'll be, it'll look a lot better. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what, Mike, in 2022, soon to be 2023, we live in a very visual world. Seems that way. Yeah. It's only going to get more visual, but for right now, we're just going to do it verbally. Okay. So let's get into 2022 as a calendar year. If you were going to lay out the biggest stars stories of 2022, you would start that with what? I have four on my list. Maybe you wow. have, I, I would suspect you have the same ones because I think you're a man of high intelligence and integrity. Well, I guess it's the order that we would place them in. But as odd as it sounds, I'm going to say the hiring of Pete DeBoer is the most important thing this team no, no, did I'm this not, year. Okay, I'm, just, I'm not trying to put You're them talking in about importance. Incidents. I'm just ah. saying, what were the big stories? 
Oh, the hiring of Pete DeBoer. My God, this, you and your lists. The, you want to put them best to worst? You're gonna you're gonna rank them? Well, it'd be top four, so they'd all be kind of bestest. Best. Yeah. Let, and how about this? Instead of numbers, we'll just put little asterisks beside them. Hash so marks. Me, so that that is one that is also on on my list. Uh, you know, they, look, it's only a few months of of Pete DeBoer, so it's not like a a calendar worth of him, but just the fact that Pete DeBoer became the fifth head coach in nine years. You know, it was another head coach. Yeah, well, and, and another job for him too. He's kind of jumped around a bit, so right. it's a you know, it's it's finding the right fit uh, for the coach and for the team. All right, I had Jason Robertson becoming only the fourth Dallas star to score forty goals. Yes, and basically taking a step that not a whole lot of players. I mean, Jamie Ben led the league in scoring uh, one year. And that was fairly low for what the NHL does. But, I mean, you're talking about this, about Robertson breaking a bunch of barriers and, you know, potentially becoming like a top 10 scorer in the league. And this this team hasn't had a lot of those. Top 10, top five. Well, yeah. My God. Yes. Agreed. I, I was just talking about the 40-goal part. Yes. Uh, we'll see. Impressive. I guess we'll get a better shot at at the overall scoring point thing in 2023, right? That'll be yes. a big, that'll be a big number for the man they call Robo. But uh, that that was huge. Uh, the other one, pretty obvious for me. Uh, I have two more, but the next one, uh, Jake Ottinger, who became a household name around the NHL. And I have to think a swear word to Calgary Flames fans <laughs> with his performance in the spring in that series. He stopped 93% of high danger shots in that seven game series and overtime. Like it's an ungodly number. I, you know, it's just a number. It's you're like, okay, well, 93%, not 93% of the shots. 93% of their best scoring opportunities he stopped from some very series. good offensive players. Oh my god, they had they had uh they had two they have three 40 goal scores or two. Well, two at least with 100 two points, and then, right? Yeah, with Kachuk, Gaudreau, uh the boy who's still there. Uh man, oh man, what a performance that was in the spring. Yeah. You know, it's funny, you and I, we deal with people using words and talking about stuff. And I'm just watching the video of Jake from last night. And he's just so matter of fact, he goes, well, we were the better team and we deserve to win. And you're like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's saying this stuff and it's not offensive at all. It's not cocky. He's just saying we deserve to win. He goes, Flurry held a minute, but you know, yeah, we were just too good for them. And I just, I love that. I love that about him because I think he feels that way about himself as well. Like if he plays well, he's like, well, yeah, I was just a better goalie. And it's a great mindset to have. Yeah. We've documented it many times. That's athletic arrogance at its best. Yep. And uh, he's a bright guy and very matter of fact, and you're right. Doesn't come off as icky, cocky. Mm -mm. It's just like, well, He's a force to deal with, isn't he? 
He's yeah, a confident young man. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Well, isn't he a confident young man? <laughs> How many times do you think they took Jake out of his name, though, and substituted some profanity hmm. in, in Calgary? In Calgary. That not Jake Ottinger. That if that. Yeah. yeah Ottinger. <laughs> well, I love looking at their bench, too. Because they've got some uh, old school guys there and they're just shaking their head like, come on. Yeah. Incredible. What else you got from Big Story 2022? Big Story 2022. Um, I think this um, it's leading into what's going to happen. Uh, but I think the handing of the torch from uh, Klingberg to Haskinen was pretty important. And, you know, not to say that John was holding anybody back, uh, but I think Miro, you know, John's a big presence. It takes up a lot of air in the room. And I think having him leave um, helped Miro. And, mm. you know, John was great here. I, I love John. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, but it needed to happen uh, for cap purposes and, and I think for Miro purposes. And I think Miro has the opportunity now to go forward and, and start to get into the numbers that he needs to get into the Norris conversation. And, and I think he is one of the best defensemen in the league. That's a good one. I didn't have that one on my list. I skipped past the whole turning the page on John Klingberg which is a very monumental thing that went on in the year. He had a, he had a bizarre wild 2022, just individually. Oh my gosh. Yes. Between salary pouting, uh, the way he played in the series, just all kinds of stuff was going on. And then ultimately signing in Anaheim with the, the ducks and they're putrid this year. So he's not going to finish the season with Anaheim. He'll be, Somewhere else, no doubt, but yeah, that's a good one. My my other big one was was the Benessance. Very nice. You know, J Jamie Penn uh thought to be washed and a weight on the stars cap situation by so many, and instead the longest tenured captain in franchise history put together uh, the best month of his career. He posted his eight hundredth point. He passed Bellows on the franchise goal list. He leads the team in, in power play goals. I think he's fourth in overall points, just that line ahead of him. Uh, he, for the most part, owns the best faceoff percentage on the team. He was unbelievable last night, and that was just the latest. And that, that two-game set in the division, I thought he was – I thought he was Jamie Benn. Like, everything yep. – you ever think about Jamie Ben at his best? He was that in those six periods in Nashville and Minnesota. Like, just fantastic. So he's on pace for, I think he's on pace now for his best point total ever. You mentioned when he won the Art Ross, and it was a low total. Hey, look, you you know, yeah, it was, win, win the scrap you're in. Yeah. So he had 87 points. He never had 90 points in his career. And yet he's got 800. <laughs> Pretty consistent boy. Yes, indeed. But I, I've I've really enjoyed that because his his play has really been a a renaissance of the way he did play, and maybe even better. He's got some lines under his eyes now, a little more wisdom, and and uh, as the guys were chatting with me this morning on the radio, like playing a little less and doing a little more. It feels like, yeah. I, I like that strategy. 
and I think obviously the coaching staff came in with that strategy and it really does seem to be working. Uh, and, and I don't notice it. I don't notice and say, oh, Jamie's not on the ice, you know, whatever, two, two minutes less or whatever. He, he, his impact is there. So the shifts he's out there, he's making an impact. It seems like every second he's out there. Yeah. Yeah. And the, look, the power play has, has really sort of hyper boosted everything. He's been great on it. It's been very productive. Uh, they get on it and they, it's not a lot of chasing back to their own zone and trying to get in and get set up. They, they, he wins the draw and then they go to work. Yeah. And then I think playing with Johnston and whoever else he's playing with has been really good for him. Yeah. No, he enjoys the, the old goat road. Now. <laughs> Anything else from uh, the calendar year? Those were mine. Yeah. Those were my big, my big dogs, Robo Otter, the coaching change. The Benessance, you mentioned Klinger. Yep. That's a good one. I think those are the I think those are the main hitters. Yeah, I think so too. I'm sure people are throwing stuff and saying, how could these morons be missing that or this? Wasn't this was more important to me? What about uh, Radic Fox? Come on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about Michael Raffle? Yeah, that's a story. Yeah. No. It it's been uh been a very good year. It's you know, they it, things didn't turn out the way they were supposed to at the end of last year, but you, you look at some stuff that's gone on since New Year's Eve a year ago, and uh, it seems to be ascending around here. Yeah. How's that? And I like the fact that we've come back from the pandemic. We've talked about this, and people are back in the building, and the energy's up, and there's potential for this to be a very impressive spring as far as, you know, the presence of the Dallas Stars and the local sports scenery. It's not there yet, but I think we, we could head to it. What a night last night. Everybody won. Yeah. Don't have that. I'd like to know how many times that's happened. Somebody's got to have that nugget. It's pretty rare that they're all playing that. Yeah, on the same that's what night. I mean. Yeah. Like how many times have the, and at night. Yep. How many times have the Mavs, the Stars, and the Cowboys all won on the same night? Not the same day. Right. The same night. Incredible. How about that one? That's a challenge to our listeners. Okay, your best game in 2022, if you were going to rack your brain, and I'll let you, I'll let you pause as I pontificate and uh, emanate and reiterate and deliver my best. Mine was May 7th, American Airlines Center. Okay. Game number three. It was the first playoff game at home with fans since 2019. And to your point, you just miss that. Just yeah. that incredible pulsating vibe that was going on before the game. It just had such a feel to it. 18,532 inside the throbbing edifice in downtown Dallas. A 4-2 win. Otter was great. Stopped 39 of 41 in the game. Speaking of Klinger, he fought Kachuk again almost immediately in the first period. Remember that? Yeah, that was. Weird. And then, and then it was just like everything. It was like the 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 atmosphere was incredible. You you had this distaste for one another and and just a a wild chaotic opening frame. Ottinger was terrific. The Flames were were better in chunks of the game, and then midway through the third period, Pavelski, of course. Scores a power play goal. It's the winner. 
and uh, they tack on an empty netter and and take it back uh, after that. So I, I I really enjoyed that one. I was had a tough time between that one and game uh, six, which was a four two win as well, I believe. But that that just felt like it was survival, and then they were going to head back up to Calgary and and it was going to be like a like a hanging or something up there. <laughs> and it almost was other than Otter. Well, what and again, you? I, I, I think I might one? go with that game seven. As I, I know as what you mean. Sounded, I know. I just couldn't like, go with it because of the outcome. Right. I, I get that part. But again, I think we all thought that they were just going to get blown off the ice and they were. They should have. Yeah. But the fact that Jake Ottinger and I'm going to say that kid, and I'm sure they called him that effing kid, was it was amazing to watch. And I really thought they were going to win. I really at that time felt, oh, they're going to they're not going to lose this game. They're going to find a way. Somebody Pavelski or yeah. Jamie is going to come in and they're going to sneak a goal in. And I just thought he was unbeatable that night. And it was it was a as disappointing as the ending was. It was a fun watch. I will tell you that. Yeah, I mean, it was quite a night, and, but I just had a tough time because it was an ender and it didn't end the right way. To I wanted a win. Yeah, but even the my, goal, like as how my did best that game. even get and through? I, well, it did. Same as I last know. night. Just shoot it off his head yeah. and it goes in. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the, a good strategy. Yeah. The, I, I needed the best game to be in Dallas just because yes. our fans have been robbed of so much uh, because of the pandemic, that best game of the year had to be at home, and for me, that was that was the best. I enjoyed the living yes. bejesus out of that one. Uh, so <laughs> it's uh, a pretty we, good barn when when you get to playoff is. intensity. It is like we both agree. Like yeah, you know that playoff series was the was the highlight. There there have been other you know great individual performances and comebacks and good games and all that other stuff. I mean, that, that game between uh, Chicago of all teams and Dallas, when Marc-Andre Fleury and Ottinger dueled to a zero, zero tie and then went into a shootout. I kind of enjoyed that as a former goaltender. I can't even remember. Was that, was that in the calendar year or was that before that? I'm not but, sure either. It, it's just so funny that he faces Fleury so much now. Uh, and, you know, they asked him up in Minnesota, asked Flurry about facing him. And he was so funny because he said, yeah, I wish I would have done better tonight. And you're like, you almost saved the game for oh them. Oh, my God. They were terrible. Yeah. They were awful. And well, I, I don't even know one. that they were awful. They they, they were terrible in, in certain aspects of the game. But I think the Stars just played so no, they, well that it wouldn't have really – they didn't allow them to get going at no. all. Like they were so good. So yeah, they drew uh, it up stay- on paper and then executed. Uh, yeah. That's Sorry. How it, that's how it gets done. No, you please <laughs> continue on. Uh, I always love quotes. You just mentioned one and this will, one of these will go back to that series again. Boy, it seems like it was important or something. Yeah. Stars flames, but the best hockey quotes of the year. And I did this kind of quickly on the plane last night, but. It's a tie for me between the, the the gruff cowboy coach in Calgary and Torts in Philly. The old guys always have the best quotes, do they not? Yes. Are, any of these young guys come out with anything? Any you know the the newbies in behind the bench? 
Are they so busy looking at their monitors and their computer screens that they they can't concoct a a, a witty little catchphrase or comment or quote? Huh? I haven't kept up with him, but Jim Montgomery could could throw a nice quip out there every now and then. I wonder how he's doing in Boston. Well, I haven't I haven't seen any of them. Yep. I don't think any of these young guys the have any of that. They don't understand that. They don't get it. But my favorite one was was from uh, Sutter in Calgary, just before the playoffs. <laughs> I can see him sitting there in his in his Calgary Flames red undershirt and that. And they they were talking about the playoffs, and he was he was going on about it. And then his quote was, "If you are a wild card team, I sure as hell don't want to play Colorado in the first round because it's going to be a waste of eight days." <laughs> and sure enough, Nashville draws him. And game one was on Tuesday, and game four was on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it was over in what six days, not even yeah. eight. But if you if you play the lead up, but I could, I mean, you have to see him sitting there, and it's just such cowboy wisdom, man. It's just going to be a waste of eight days. <laughs> sure enough, it was. And then the other one with Torts was that it's it's going to live on forever. I, who was talking to him when he asking him about the league? And you can always catch John Tortorella at just the perfect or the uh, most opportune moment where he's he's pissed at something. He seems like he's constantly pissed at something. Uh, and his quote was, "This is a young dumb league." Head coach, Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> With all these young guys trying to break in. You know what? Right now, this is a very young, dumb league. Love those. Yeah, but it's a fun league. And I think young and dumb makes it that way. Oh, hey, look. You you need mistakes. You need idiocy. You need shambolic play for entertainment value. I'm with yeah. you. Man, when they're when they're all on their game and systematically in place and, and all it's it's just a bunch of skating up and down and nothing going on. We don't want that. No, and I, like Robertson's a great example of he'll just fling the puck for any reason at any time at the net. And you're just like, huh, well, I wouldn't have done that. Uh, but it just makes the game that much more fun. Yeah. Chaos. I've said it before. Chaos is a ladder, not a pit. I like it. Yeah. Here's my favorite quote of the year that I came across, though. This may make you giggle. It'll offend some people out there, but that's okay. Uh, just try to close your eyes, Mike. All of you out there that are listening, unless you're driving, please don't close your eyes if you're driving. Just close your eyes and absorb this one, because this really does sum up a lot of 2022. Never before has a generation so diligently recorded themselves accomplishing so little. Yep. It's a great statement. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, uh, New Year's Eve game, upcoming, the final one. This is, this is going to be the first one since 2018. Yes. That's nuts. I did not realize that. I, I could I'm such a bozo. I could have swore we had one last year, but we didn't. Do you know why we didn't have one last year? I don't know. 
because the league paused for COVID. Oh, Remember? that's right. Shut down. Yeah. I had forgotten. All, it seems like eons ago. Yeah. But that was last year, so they didn't have one. So the last time they had one of these games was in 2018. It was the Habs in town. And they've had a New Year's Eve game every year that they've been able to have a New Year's Eve game in Dallas since uh, 1997. And that one started with a tie. So the record is 12-5-1 with two ties. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't a tie game seem odd now? It does. And and you do wonder, like, how do you walk out of a tie? I don't know. As a fan, you're like, okay, well, that was fun. I, uh, yeah. Well, what did we just witness? I'm not sure. Uh, you know what? The There's an incredible tick me off missed opportunity that we're going to bear witness to tomorrow night. And that is not having the visiting San Jose Sharks in their spectacular reverse retros, the old California seals, just the mintiest of minty blue and gold. And then have the stars in their fantastic reverse retros. The players have loved them. I got the feedback on it. They have loved wearing them. Harkening back to 1993. How how can we have a New Year's Eve game and we don't have that matchup of of uh, laundry? How? It's a fantastic question. The the point you brought up on the radio this morning too. How are we not starting this at five? Yeah, I don't you know. Get that. I don't get it's that. just there's things that seem obvious and we need like a commissioner of aesthetics to uh, kind there of control go. all this I'm stuff. Your <laughs> I'm your guy, Mike. I might lobby for that position now. It's like it actually would make sense. It, it's almost like having a guy on the sidelines yes. for football who watches the clock and says, look, don't make a stupid mistake, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm here for you. And you would be the same thing. All right, here's a thing that you could do that would be, seems pretty obvious and could make everybody happy. And Daryl would go, Meh, you know, here it is. Well, here's the thing. The league chose the games that teams were to wear their reverse retros. Yep. The league chose these games. What a brutal miss. <laughs> a brutal miss. I agree. Oh, I mean, there's there's actually a lineage between our franchise and the Seals. Yes, there is. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Let alone just the eye candy. Yeah. Oh, I am. Is it crestfallen? Is that what I am? Yes, that is exactly what you are. And, and pun intended, crestfallen. <laughs> So there you have it. It's just like when they have the, the crest uh, divided by your red line. That's when your crest falling. <laughs> I'm logo falling there. That's right. But you're right, crest falling. Uh, so good stuff. Happy New Year's to you, Mike. Happy New Year's Stars fans and PD rushers and hockeyists everywhere. Uh, from, from us here. You can sign off on your own. I'll, I'll just do a little soliloquy uh, from us here. May your 2023 be jammed with health, love, laughs, and prosperity. And when you celebrate, if adult libations are in store, remember our friends at Truly Hard Seltzer. And also, please imbibe responsibly. Mike, best to you. 
in 23, Mike Heike. Well, thank you, Daryl. I'll give you the last word. You take us out. Okay. Uh, I do have one thank you. Uh, I talked, we talked about our best Christmas present uh, when we were kids. Uh, my daughter gave me my best Christmas present as she found some way to make a Mike Heike bobblehead. And now I feel like I'm as good as Daryl Ray. In fact, I think mine's a little taller than yours, too. So uh, is it just formed out of old socks from your drawer or (laughs) she they apparently can laser cut and do that, all that uh, computer stuff now. So, oh, my God, I want one, Mike. It looks like it's one of one. It's all we've got. What is your what is your bobblehead look like? It looks like a real bobblehead. I'm sure this is going to be like the ball dropping. We're going to get out of here right at 45. Okay. Okay. You have 10 seconds to get us out of here. Nine, eight, seven. You know what? Jordan's going to play the music and everything. It'll hit perfectly at 45. Thank you, people. Uh, you are the best. And uh, we love the you love the fans and we love to do this. You've been listening to the Podman Rush with Daryl Razor Ray, presented by Truly Hard Seltzer an official production of the Dallas Stars. To stay up to date on all things stars, visit DallasStars.com or download the official Dallas Stars app today. Gear up for game day and every day at the Hangar Team Stores. From hats to jerseys, tees, and more, The Hangar has the best selection of official Stars gear for every fan. For a location near you or to shop online, visit HangarHockey.com.